As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That right. we're, live, we're live on the air, so you might as well kick us off with the it's Critic Geek and the Girl theme song. Forever burned in my mind. Uh-huh. We're already going? Yes, of course. Uh, he always does that to us. The Critic, he's legit the geek. His brain won't quit the girl. She's the perfect fit. It's the Critic, the geek, and the girl. Very nice. Yay. Very nice. Welcome so back. Welcome back to the Critic, the Geek, and the Girl. Uh, I'm Aaron, technically the Critic. Uh, Captain Logan is here as the Geek. Greetings. And, of course, Danae is the Girl. You probably What's up? So today we're going to... Uh, man, first of all, it's been a while, guys. Like, thanks for showing up, and thanks for, you know, getting together and doing this thing. It's great to see you guys, and I'm excited to talk. I've missed it, Aaron. Yeah? Yeah. What would you say you missed about it? Like, what would you say is the main thing that you missed about it? Oh, Danae, hands down. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I missed you too. And the entire audience goes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I agree with him. No, um, is true. I, Aaron, I haven't chatted with you since I think you were you were in town last. Aaron and I hang out uh, uh, in person sometimes, and uh, we we uh, we went to a ball game over the summer. I think that's the last the last time I saw you. Yeah, I think so. I don't think we've had a chance to really catch up, so that's one of the reasons I'm excited about this. Plus, it's kind of a catch-up kind of episode where it's more broad in general. It's like, you know, hey, what would you love about last year? And, hey, what are you looking forward to this year? So I'm excited. It'll be uh, be nice to kind of see, gauge what you guys have been into and what you're interested in. So uh, it is technically episode number eight, but we're back, and we do plan on doing this um, hopefully every other week, every other Saturday at 3 o'clock. We're going to stick as close to that as possible. So the next one, we're looking at um, February 7th, and it'll be 3 p.m. Central, I should say, which is 2 p.m. Eastern, and then whatever the West Coast, they can figure it out. That's probably like <laughs> 1, 1 p.m. Pacific, right? You're in, you're, in, you're, in. you're in radio. Don't you have all those time zones figured out? I have, been, I have been a proponent of unified time forever now, oh, where we oh, all agree. give the same time, no wouldn't time it be, zones. Wouldn't it be 4 o'clock Eastern? No, it's it's uh, is it later there? It's later there. Yes, thank you very much. It is. It's four o'clock Eastern. Right. That's correct. Thank yeah. you. No problem. Again, I have been a proponent of unified time. That is why, because I can't figure it out. So. It's okay, Aaron. No one's judging happen, you. No. No one but me is judging you. <laughs> is it just me, or does it look like Olaf is about to play the invisible keyboard behind you? I think he is. I think he is. That is, yep, he's definitely doing that. Danae, you know what You know what else I miss? I miss your school bus. Dude, my school bus. 
it's gone now. There's nothing even remotely school busy about. In fact, right now you look like you you're in the back room of a library. Right. Okay. So I moved. Something happened in 2014, oh, okay. and so my my bookshelf that was the bus is now in a different room, and then oh. that is actually a card catalog. You're you're not you're not, not wrong about that. That is. I, I just looked at. It, I was like, "What? What? Are you a museum curator now? What's going on?" <laughs> what My home is a museum. What? What is that doing there? Um. Well, it it was up for grabs, and so I was like, <laughs> oh, "Okay." I kind of want one, so I put my stuff in it. Like it's got my uh, beads for making jewelry in there, and I've got um, pictures in there. Um, yeah, that really happened. So it's my new thing. Nice. Hey, nice. I'm gonna go so old school that I'm gonna get a card catalog for my comic books. And when people come over and they want to look at comics, I'm gonna be like, "No, you have to, you have to open up the card catalog, dude." Dude, it's you my, should. It's 1955 up in here. I totally forgot how to use it. I mean, I know you just you actually open the drawer, but the the little the thing that you put through, like the rod you put through all the card catalogs to keep them in place, you have to push a button underneath it to release it. So I had to relearn how to use the card catalog all over again. I can just I can just see you going up to the card catalog and trying to like pinch zoom and touch swipe like across it, trying to find what you're looking for. Okay, so embarrassing story. I actually did that on another picture frame. Someone handed me a photo frame and was like, oh, look at me when I was a little girl. And I'm like pinch zooming it. to. Oh, <laughs> She's like, look, I had freckles. <laughs> I'm like zooming in. <laughs> no. It didn't, it didn't work today. It doesn't work that way. No, it did, it did work at making everybody laugh. So that was awesome. So, okay, Cap, like, you have new, like, uh, progeny since we spoke last, right? You've got, you've got like, new kids? Yeah, Freddy. We, we have Freddy and Jason now. Wow. That's, that's very horror movie of you. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, when, when they get old enough, when they compete in anything, it will always be Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> that's right. That's awesome. Is that what you planned? And, and for... Only sort of. It, it was it was almost a deal breaker, and then and then people loved it so much we decided we better go ahead and go with it. Sarah has a great uncle that we're very close to named Freddie, and it was a big deal to him when we when we were talking about uh, maybe naming our next our next kid after him. And um, we decided to go ahead with it, even though even though it was uh, the Freddie the Freddie Jason thing. But then also then kind of partly because of that too, because people just we're losing their mind and, and what's great about it is that like is that like you know I'll I'll come up with a name that's like a reference to like a Star Trek thing or something else and not everybody will get it universally we're talking 85 90 year old people somehow know what you're talking about when you say that and they're like oh my god <laughs> you're gonna scar your children for life if we have a third one and it's a boy we, we, there's no way we can get away with not naming him Michael right <laughs> I was you know no I was thinking Predator you, you should just go with Predator you know oh, Predator yeah. I, I don't, Aaron. Uh, one of these things is not like the others. That's well. That's you know. It's unique, right? Your Halloween costumes are set forever. For, forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. And of course, and of course, I have a latex guy that has built masks of at least one of those characters before. Us, so. Um, You're set you forever. Yeah. And, and anyway, but no, he's doing great. Uh, uh, Aaron, he's uh, what eleven weeks old now. Wow. Yeah. 
I'm, uh, of course, of course, um, I'm, I'm a stay-at-home dad, and I take care of him during the day. And uh, boy, it's like time jumping back to the back to the past. I keep accidentally calling him Jason and getting freaked out when Jason walks into the room. I'm like, what? Whoa, what happened? It's like, four and after pictures. It's crazy. It's like looks identical to what Jason looked like when he was born. It's like if you ever saw Multiplicity, and there's that moment where the clones start making clones, and Michael Keaton's like, wait, what happened here? Is it kind of like that? Yeah, it's just like that. <laughs> well, whatever the case, uh, congratulations uh, you. on your card catalog, Danae. And oh, also, oh, thank um, you. And also, uh, Cap, on your, on your child. Uh, no, I, the card catalog is a way bigger deal. I didn't yeah, even know. Yeah, I know. We did have to remove a lot of weight, and we did have to add wheels onto the bottom. So it is a big deal. It was just a like very you big deal. Just like, just, just like a child. Yep, so adding wheels. Uh, so, <laughs> let's go ahead and get started. It is really good to see you guys. By the way, we do have uh, some people joining us live. I want you to know that is an option if you're watching this recorded. Uh, please know that this is a live show and you can interact. We've got the Q&A app live. So, if you have a question you want to ask us, uh, just click Q&A. Ask away. And ask away and we'll do our best to answer any that come our way uh, here eventually. But we're going to start off with... A look back and talk about our favorite stuff of the past year. It could be movies, television, whatever kind of float, floated your boat in 2014. Uh, we're just going to chat a little bit because personally I just like to hear kind of what you guys love. So Cap, we're going to start with you. Go ahead and throw ah, something out. No something pressure. about two, 2014 that you genuinely loved. Well, uh, Aaron being a big movie guy, it seems like we ought to start with movies. And I thought that... Sure. Two that uh, 2014 was a really good year for movies. Um, I've been hearing from a lot of the more kind of like highbrow critics, oh man, there wasn't anything good in 2014 except for Birdman, and I disagree. Um, I, I think 2014 was a really was, was a really good year, um, and especially for you know us pop culture fanatics, but uh, I, I guess I should obviously start in the superhero place, because that's what I'm known for, and I'm labeled the geek on this show, so might as well. Uh, Last year was a was was amazing for superhero movies. The best year we've had in a long, long time. Uh, we had uh, X Men: Days of Future Past, uh, which I was looking forward to really super hard. That was that was a really really big deal for me getting to see uh, Patrick Stewart back in that role. And the way they managed to soft reboot out of re original continuity about 15 times better than Star Trek did. It just made me so so happy. Um, Guardians is is brilliant. It's 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 hilarious. It's it's fresh. Uh, and I, I was I was really happy with that. But Captain America: Winter Soldier is maybe one of the best superhero movies ever ever made. Uh, really big year for superhero films. I totally agree. In fact, you mentioned the three that are in my top fifteen of the year. I had three superhero movies in my top fifteen, and they were those three. Uh, with my number one actually being Guardians. It was my favorite film of the year. I absolutely oh, wow. love the Galaxy. That's well, I, I, I'm glad. Aaron, I'm glad to hear that. I, I I'm surprised you're putting that above some other things that weren't superhero. That's really cool. Well, uh, my yeah, I, I guess I could go with my you know, movie kind of that I wanted to bring up, which is my number two actually of the year, which is The Imitation Game. And the reason I bring it up is because it's one that people are hearing about with award season, but it's not getting bounced around with like uh, Grand Budapest Hotel and Birdman and Boyhood is kind of one of those, you know, the major contender. But at the same time, it's not one that people are going to go see unless they hear something about it. So I want to be that voice that says... This is an incredible true story about a guy named Alan Turing who basically invented the computer and couldn't tell anybody about it for like three decades. Uh, it's, it's just this incredible story and uh, one I think people would really enjoy. It's got a great sense of humor. 
which you don't often see a lot of times necessarily in these Oscar contenders. They may have like a weird sense of humor. Like Birdman has a really weird sense of humor. But this just has a straight, you know, kind of, um, you know, middle of the country kind of just fun sense of humor to it, which is really interesting because it's such a serious story too. So um, that's one I would definitely recommend and one I wanted to kind of bring to the forefront of something in 2014 that I loved. It's my turn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have to admit that I'm really bad with dates. So, like, my favorite movie that I wanted to talk about was Gravity, which did not come out in 2014. <laughs> okay. no, 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 it didn't. Um, and it, then, uh, it was another space movie that wasn't nearly as good as Gravity that came out this and, year. In fact, we and talked was, about Gravity on the episode of this show a year ago. I know, I know, know but see, I have this, I have this horrible relationship with time and yeah. relativity. Um, and then I was like, Avatar, but that's because I watched it again this year for the first time in a long time, <laughs> and I forgot how good it was, but it did not come out. This. No, it did not. Um, I was really excited about X-Men because, and I looked, that did come out this last year, right? Okay, good. Um... And I really liked that because I thought that they really screwed up X-Men and then they made it better. So that made me happy. And I can love it again. And then I also really uh, surprisingly enjoyed Maleficent, which is a total chicky flicky. Um, I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But here's why. Angelina Jolie is so beautiful. <laughs> I loved watching her as this cool creature. And so I really don't want to evaluate it as like um, on like deep and meaningful levels. But I really enjoyed that one, so that was fun. But by far, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy was was my all-time favorite. And really nothing compares to that, so the other ones are just casual mentions. I want to go back to Maleficent because I want to get Cap's reaction. I saw the... the, um, the look at him, thing. look at him. Every time he says, it's like when you say Voldemort in the land of Harry Potter. Are we, are we pro- is it Maleficent? Is that why you're doing that? We're pronouncing it wrong? or what? Cap, speak. Speak, Cap, speak. That was the worst movie I saw last year. Wow! It made my top twenty-one. I loved it too. Oh I my liked god! It. I I don't I don't even want to argue with, with with you guys about it. I don't even like talking about it anymore. It hurt my feelings so much. Uh, oh, that's so sad. It hurts your feelings. Oh boy. Uh, yeah. How lowest common denominator? Uh, wow, that movie. Um, you take a. You t- well, I guess I am going to talk about it. You 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 take you take a character <laughs> that is supposed to, that, that that is like. Uh, fairy tale embodiment of evil, and you make it all just a misunderstanding. Uh, no, I, I, it, 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 it was it wasn't clever. It wasn't a cool reinvention. Uh, I thought that it uh, I, I, I thought that it played the audience for saps. And I that movie opens, and the very first thing that you're told is that this this girl was born, and her name was Maleficent. Her parents named her that. Oh my no, that's like a it's like a title. That word means something. Uh, that that whole script is like a high school project where somebody like tells you to reinvent the thing and you go, okay, I don't really have any ideas, but I guess I'll kind of try. Kind of like Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I'm putting it with Ninja Turtles. And uh, and and, and like uh, that's yeah, low. That's low. And Angelina Jolie was the right was the right casting choice for it. I was really excited about it. That was a really cool idea, and uh, I didn't think they did anything right with it. Uh, it was really, Aww. it was it was really awful. That's okay. 
I remember That's okay. that I loved Angelina Jolie's performance, and I didn't have the philosophical problems you did with it because I saw it as a completely different, you know, like story. Like I didn't try to place it in, you know, the place of the the Disney cartoon, that kind of stuff. But it's I agree. Not a good story. I thought it was a great story. I thought the story about I thought it was it was a story about. Um, man, I I just remember that scene where she gets her wings taken. I remember that scene really, really powerful and almost subversive. It was almost about. Whoa. It was Whoa. almost. Hey, Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. There is some serious echo happening. Yeah, somebody's got some echo happening now. Oh, uh, I'm not hearing it. Am is I it hearing? Is it mine? I think it's in I your. Don't know. I'm not. I'm sorry, Danny. I'm not hearing it. Okay, I'm just making sure. Okay. I'm sorry, everyone. No, I you're fine. the conversation for technical <laughs> issues. No, but I, I thought there was almost a, a subversive thing going on there uh, about um, even about rape that you know is just kind of under the surface there about kind of that those issues that uh, that I I just thought was really powerful. So, anyways, but we can agree to disagree. That's fine. Wow, so I've made I've okay. made half angry. All right, no, no, you haven't made me angry at all. I, I I don't agree with you at all. I think you're taking that movie far too seriously. But um, but okay. <laughs> okay. Um, no, hey, 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 guys, let's Fair calm point. down. Let's calm down. I didn't yeah, realize that saying this movie was going to ruin 2014. No, it's let's okay. just carry I'll, on. A lot of people liked it, and I think they all lowered their standards, but whatever. Uh, yeah, Aaron, um, uh, I do the same thing sometimes when I really like a thing. I, I read too far into it, and then that's... And maybe you didn't with that, and I... But, but I, I, no, I, 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 couldn't, I could not do it. Um, I've never had this before. We took Jason. Ten minutes into that movie, he looks at me, and he goes, Dad, I don't like this movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's fun. It was really funny, actually. He was like, I don't, I don't think I like this, Dad. Anyway. Uh, we're going to take a quick question since we're on movies. This yeah. is from uh, Avengers5412. It uh, says, I wish Gone Girl was in the Oscar conversation, but this was the best year for superhero movies of all time, in my opinion. Uh, did, did you guys see Gone Girl? Is that something we want to talk about as being part of our favorites from the past no, year? That's, that's a thing I really need to get to, Aaron. Uh, it, toward the end of the year with uh, Freddie being born and all that stuff, I, haven't, I wasn't able to go to the movie theater. So I haven't been to anything in about two, three months. Uh, and that's one I'm just going to have to like Amazon or something, but I haven't seen it yet. Danae? Danae, we, we can barely hear you. Whoa. We lost Whoa. you. There you go. There you go. All right, I don't, don't want to be lost. Okay, there am I you lost? Go. Nope, you're am I good. still lost? Nope, I don't want to be good. lost. No, we, no, we okay. found the island. The island is no longer jumping around. We found it. We're good. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. So hey, I was just... I was going to press that button every 108 seconds, okay? Okay. Very important. <laughs> So here's what you need to know about Gone Girl. Uh, 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 oh, oh. Uh, uh. That's what you need to know. Yeah, I, know I know what it is. I just haven't seen it yet. Well, um, well, go enjoy that one. And by enjoy, I mean get your mind repped with. Yeah. No, that's yeah. exciting. I love that. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. I, I had it in uh, in around somewhere around 16 on my list or whatever for best movies of the year. Um, but, Danae, did you like it? I know you reacted, but would you say you thought it was a good film or you just don't know how to react to it? So there's a couple of things I liked about it. I mean, there's many things I liked about it. Um, I couldn't quite grasp where it was going, which when a movie can do that, I really enjoy because a lot of times they're just so predictable, 
And so I don't really get to enjoy movies, but that was definitely one where I kept making an assumption about where it was going and was kind of right. Like it was sort of in the right vein. So that was in that that I enjoyed. Um and it was shocking uh on several levels. Was I satisfied at the end of it? I'm not sure, but uh, I don't think that that was the point of the movie, so I kind of respected it for that. My husband walked around for several days going, and then I would go, aren't you glad I'm not like that, babe? And then I'd give him this sort of creepy look, and he'd be like, quit it, quit it. So that was fun. (laughs) Way to mess with your husband. Thank you. All right, Mm -hmm. so... Good deal. Any other movies you want to chat about before we kind of go on to the next thing we loved? Yeah, I mean, I can throw a couple out real quick, Aaron, if you don't mind. Um, go for I it. Was, I was in love with Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Me too. I loved that movie. In my top ten, for sure. I didn't see it. Oh, it's so I good. It. I am I, I am so happy with that franchise, Aaron. It's It's got... Um, it, it understands uh, that that material. It's it's uh, it's kept with the uh, the spirit of that stuff, but it's all also managed to kind of go its own way. Uh, there's some really cool stuff about like uh, about like uh, uh, you know rising leadership and uh, and um, like sorry. Got something, got something in my throat, um, and and I uh, and and like uh, like I said, you know, uh, uh, war strategy and things like that. Um, it's my my biggest complaint about that about that franchise right now is that they flipped the titles. Um, you you so so you you rose and and then you dawned. I don't understand that. <laughs> nice, yes. Uh, I especially considering when the first one came out. When you know, Rise of the Planet of the Apes came out, yeah. it was almost seen as kind of this corny, like, will this work, you know, kind of thing, before it came out. And then when it came out, and I went and saw it, I was like, wow, yeah, this is really done well. And then to follow it up with a movie which I think is even superior, oh, I yeah. just think, I just think it's, it's, I love when they handle a franchise correctly, and they feel like they're handling this idea and this franchise correctly. Well, it feels fresh again. It doesn't feel like a rehash, and it's not like, okay, we've done Planet of the Apes. What is the point of doing this again? Um, you know, every every time this kind of thing happens, like I I get trepidatious, and I kind of think maybe it's going to be like that. Now with this thing, man, it's it's really cool. Uh, and you know, classic Rise to Power story. I mean, like like uh, it's hard to make a character like Caesar, um, like like really likable and relatable, and all and 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 also like you buy all of the things that he that he does and is capable of and stuff. And he's wonderfully drawn. Uh, Good stuff. And we already got apes on horses, which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it was apes cool. There's a lot of cool stuff in that movie. All right. Um uh, I also uh, <clears throat> I also want to want to give out props real quick to, and I'm sure you didn't see this, Aaron, um, but uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd movie um, because it's a really because it, it's a really good farce. Uh, it's really 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 amusing um, pop culture satire. I thought he did he did a great job with it. Um, a lot of really funny things in that movie about um, conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And then uh, I thought Big Hero Six was fantastic. Yeah. Let's talk just briefly, since you bring up Big Hero 6, let's talk about the the triple-headed animated monster that is Big Hero 6, How to Train Your Dragon 2, and the Lego movie. Yeah. Those three movies um, were incredible. How do you rank those? Where do you put those? Or do you just see them as like a three-way tie for best animated movie of the year? 
Well, Aaron, I didn't see Dragon 2 because I generally stay away from DreamWorks. Uh, and, and, and that's just from a long time ago when DreamWorks wasn't doing anything I liked. Uh, every now and again, I'll try one. I just I just don't go to like, hear good things about them generally. Um, it's it's not a it's not like a it's not a boycott anymore. Uh, but so anyway, I didn't see that. Uh, Lego Movie was probably my favorite movie last year. Um, yeah, I still have a really hard time putting anything above it. It just hit me in a place, and I saw it like four times, and yeah. So you would go Lego Movie Hero Six, and then you still need to see Dragons Two. What about you, Janae? I'm in the same category as Cap, in that I didn't see uh, How to Train Your Dragon Two. Although it's not because I'm like boycotting the company, it's just because I don't have don't movies, and you don't. So I, don't I, I don't. Yeah. We're not real sure still why you're on the show, but you know. Oh, you know me. You know me so well. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh. You, by the way, earlier I have to amend something I said earlier. I said that my, my the thing I missed most about the show is Danae. I think what I meant was the thing I missed most about the show is making fun of Danae. I think that's, oh, that's, that's okay. It's still related to me. so. It is It is related to you, yeah. yeah. And I also missed Danae's school boss, so it's all related to, to Danae. It's, it's too late. Well, now you have, now you have the, the Peanuts and Fraggle Rock medals. <laughs> oh, that's uh, awesome. That's really cool. There. So yeah. maybe love those and still and make fun of Oh no, we will talk about that card catalog every show now. <laughs> Unless I, I move. Oh, uh, just just because I think I'm putting my finger on it, I'll let you know. I do think the echo actually uh, cap is coming from your side because I hear me and her echoing, but not you. Okay, so it's if... time for it's time now for the bat headphones. Headphones. Yeah, bat headphones. Anyway, that's exciting. All right. Um, so I didn't see I didn't see Dragon How to Train Dragon two. I did see Lego Movie. Um, and I think what I enjoyed that's why it's my number one because I am putting it number one is that it made me laugh out loud several times. And it's rare that a movie will just like really get me. So I for sure would put that at number one. That's interesting. I, I have the same order as you, but I have seen uh, Dragon 2. Lego Movie, um, then Big Hero 6, then How to Train Your Dragon 2. But i got to tell you, it's really close. In fact, all three of them were in my top six movies of the year. Three okay. of my top six movies were animated movies. So Was was Dragon really that good? I thought so. I've heard nothing about it. Yeah, okay. Let me say this. When I saw it, it was the only movie of the year that I gave an A-plus after I saw it, like that weekend. So um, everything else, there were plenty of A's. There were several A's, I should say, but it was the only A plus I gave. Since then, I've seen it a couple more times, and there are a few flaws that have kind of risen a little bit for me that have brought it down just a little bit. But it was transcendent the first time I saw it. I just I was with it from the first second to the end. It was wish fulfillment and fun, and there was emotion and action and design, and it was gorgeous. I just you know. I thought it was phenomenal, and I still think it's great. But there, there are a few things about it that, after you know, a couple watches, have kind of come to my mind. So, is the original really good too, or is it yes. just like way, way better than that? Or because I mean, like I said, I just don't tend to watch those. I, I think the original is an amazing movie too. How to Train Your Dragon is one of my favorite movies. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon is is even better. But I, I like them both. I think it's a it's a great. Um, they made a really great decision in where they put this movie in time and how they aged the characters because it allowed them to tell a completely different story. And I, I just thought it worked from top to bottom. So the first one thematically is beautiful. I, it's just it's yeah. it's about um, well I don't want to give a lot away if you haven't seen it, but it's just you know it's about how to cope with loss and in a really interesting way and um, 
and how our our you know our weaknesses can you know be overcome and different things like that. It's I just I really love it. Well, you say how to cope with. Sorry, Captain. You say how to cope with loss, and I immediately am taken back to like Land Before Time and Mufasa and Lion King. <laughs> like, I've already learned that I lesson. Say, uh, that's actually actually <laughs> technically that's really more of a theme for the the sequel than it is the original. Uh, I meant something different by loss in that than than what is typically understood. So I well, then thanks for making me feel sad because long neck and then she's just laying there. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really upset right now. So thanks a lot, Aaron. Did they, how did you how did you feel the first time you saw the brave little toaster? Oh my god, I love that movie. <laughs> you know, I I watched it again recently and I uh, it. It is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. You know who did that, right? Huh? You know who's responsible for that? I mean, it was Disney, but who specifically? It was John Lasseter. That was yeah, the first movie yeah. he did. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, he it's, it's because of him that I now have a problem like throwing any inanimate object away in my home. <laughs> like everything has a personality. I'm like, oh, but look, you know, we can't get rid of this toaster. Blah blah blah. When I was yeah, a child, person. I was. I was, I was mortally terrified. Sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say that was his first, John Lasseter's first film, but he also did animation work on Fox and the Hound, like The Bear Attack. That was one of his first, like, you know, scenes that he ever animated for Disney. I think uh, Lasseter's just a genius. He's a hero. I just so. don't like feeling, okay? I just want to avoid feelings. So maybe that's why I avoid movies. Maybe I okay, have a well, problem. Just move to Vulcan. Oh, wait, they blew that up. I know, right? But uh, but I uh, no. When I was a kid, uh, like 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 uh, a brave little toaster terrified the crap out of me. I was scared of that movie, and I and, and like it, it was really scary. And like and, like people made fun of me about it. And like I, I for for a long time I tried to come to terms with how that was the thing that scared me the most. But <laughs> I finally came back and watched it again. And you know what? It's it's still kind of unnerving. Like like I kind of thought I was watching me like I don't know what I was talking. That is a disturbing film. <laughs> It really is. Anyway. Uh, I, I want to let you know if you're watching live, thank you, by the way. Uh, the numbers are, are going up, and there's quite a few people actually watching right now, which we appreciate. Hello. Uh, if, you, if you load up the Q&A app, if you're at the event page, you can see the questions that other people are possibly asking, and you can plus one them. And the ones that have the most votes actually rise to the top on our list. So if there is a question you want to hear you know, asks, you can, uh, you can do that, and we can uh, make sure to get to it. Can we move on from movies? Are we ready to talk yep. about other stuff we loved? Ready. Um, I understand we're probably going to take the most time on movies because it's kind of, you know, one of the core things we like to talk about together, but yep. what about other things? Danae, why don't you, you hop into another category of something you loved in 2014? In 2014, I got a Google Chromecast. I really am enjoying that. Have you ever messed around with one of those, Cap? No, I got a Roku stick. That's, that's a similar thing? idea. Similar and idea. I, and, and I love and I love my Roku stick. I just got that a couple months ago, and uh, it's boss. I think it's really cool. I don't know that how I feel about saying Roku stick all the time. <laughs> I think Chromecast sounds much better. Well, the thing is, it used to be a Roku box, right? But now it's a stick. So like. Well, so does so. Let me ask you this question: Does the Roku stick interface with your um, devices like the Chromecast does? Like, if you're watching something on YouTube. Can you just throw it up on the screen through the Roku stick, or do you? Is it just like a Roku, but it's a stick, not a box? They make one that does that, but I like the stick better because I don't want to be at the mercy of my phone or something. Like, like, uh, it, it, like you just pl- you just plug it in. Uh, like it powers 
through the wall, but then you just plug it into an HDMI, an HDMI uh, uh, port, and then it, uh, it it just you know works with your router. So yeah. yeah, interesting. So it's kind of the same thing then. Well, yeah. it's a little it's a little it's bit smaller. different. It sounds like it, it, the Chromecast is more designed to allow you to watch. Um, well, I mean, it has the same apps that the Roku Stick might have for, like, right. Netflix or Hulu, those kind of things. But then also it allows you to interface with your wireless network in a way that anybody who is on your Wi-Fi can actually broadcast whatever they're watching to the screen. So, like, Yeah, I've really, really enjoyed that. We had several family members over for the holidays this year, and um, people were just going on. They were showing their favorite YouTube videos. So we were, like, cooking in the kitchen, and because we have, like, an open floor space plan now, uh, we were able to see, like, people's favorite YouTube videos while we're cooking up dinner. So, I don't know. That's been one of the funnest things as far as tech goes. Just since you threw it out there for 2014, I've had two really fun tech additions to my life. Three! Then I've had three. You gotta mention the other two now. Okay, so the other one is my uh, Note Four. Schling. People make fun of it because it's giganto. It's bigger it than your face. <laughs> Look at it compared to my face. Yeah. Right. I have to be careful what I type on it in public because everyone can read it. Oh but wow, I can. I can see you in capture. I can see myself in your phone. <laughs> And like, and like, I can see my entire face in your phone. Like, it's so big that it picks up your entire monitor screen. <laughs> I know, it's amazing. Seriously. I love it. It's you got can an put your face screen. on that phone. Put the phone in front of your face, and we'd be like, like look, look, it's the name. You know, it just wouldn't Is even. Is scaring you? Oh, look, it's Captain. Look, look it's me. <laughs> wow. so I love that. And then I got a new <laughs> Dell computer. I got a laptop this year, and I didn't get a CD-ROM with it, which means it's super, super light. And it has in, uh, really great stats, blah, 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 blah. Um, but it has Windows 8, which stinks. So that's, like, on my poo-poo list. But I love having a brand-new laptop. So I got, a, I got a few tech additions this year that have made my life really happy. Go okay. ahead, Captain Logan. You have so a question? Here, here's, Go ahead. The thing that, here's the thing that I have to tell people every time they complain about aid. What, what you need to do is get online, look up something called Classic Shell, download Classic Shell, and it gives you a start menu, and it makes the entire thing run like a Windows 7 desktop. And I, that's, what, I, that's what I use. I spent about four and a half hours trying to figure out how to interact with it on like a regular regular PC format, and I figured out a way to um, sort of work around the Windows 8. Oh, it's just such a silly, silly thing. But, I don't. But like I, like I said, just put shell on it because that's what I use, and I've been doing that ever since I got since I got my machine. And like and like, it gives you a start menu. It looks just like seven. It's and, and like and like there are some apps that open up like eight, but then you just press like the Windows button and it gets you back to the regular desktop. You don't even have to use it like that. And the and like Windows eight is a lot more functional than seven in a lot of ways as far as like. It doesn't crash as often, and like the processing is better, and all that kind of you know technical stuff that I can't talk about intelligently. But it, uh, but but like but like you you don't you don't have to interact with it like a phone. Also, people hate it so much that the new operating system they're working on now is going to go back. I think they've said to the old desktop version yeah. because that's what people like. And businesses are freaking out about it because you know you got the, you got these businesses that have. That have their whole structure, and then you know, anytime they 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 update to a new operating system, they have to change everything. Yeah. 
and uh, they just can't even handle it. And so uh, we're we're going we're going back to that now because it's just it's like you can't take what what it, you know what's on a phone and what's on a you know and then try to try to. Use a yeah, mouse they, for that. It's yeah. nonsense. I definitely feel like they made some errors, but I've, I've I've figured out a way to work around it without downloading anything else. However, good option. Thank you for the suggestion. I mean, six seconds and it'll look like seven. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I've adapted at this point, unfortunately, and so also you, amazingly. Yes, so Aaron, you had something you, to say. <laughs> You bring up Chromecast, which leads into one thing I wanted to talk about that I left from 2014, because I watched it on my Chromecast, and that was League of Legends. Uh, I was got into League of Legends this year, not playing the video game, oh no, watching the competitive tournaments. Uh, it, it blew my mind how entertaining that was once I started to understand the basics of the game and how it worked uh, to watch these international tournaments. This year's took place in... Was it Korea? I think it was in Korea. I yeah, think. And, and the I mean, it's international. There are teams from North America, from all these other countries, and the, it, they they fill out an entire stadium of people, like a bigger crowd than even like we think of like for you know the World Series games, you know, for like baseball. It's it's incredible, and to hear people cheering like that for a video game and to kind of understand what's going on, it kind of blew my mind a little bit, and I really enjoyed watching it. I definitely got into League of Legends as well, um, mostly because Aaron and I, um, we do a radio show together, and so it's his brother that sort of told us about it. And so we started watching during the championship, pre-championship rounds, mm -hmm. and I actually downloaded it on my computer to give it a run for its money and have, have played several times. That's really fun. Um, I come from a background of playing World of Warcraft, and so it is very different. So I had to kind of adjust some similarities, but yeah, that's a really fun game, really beautiful game too. Yeah, and I've been watching my kids play. My kids enjoy it. It's one of those games that you know it's not too adult. You know, it doesn't like you know have a lot of necessarily the themes. Some of the artwork is maybe a little sensual or that kind of stuff. You know, the way they draw female characters and, and that what kind of no. or male characters or even male characters. I want to be genderous. Okay, but, let's, uh, just, let's just be honest. They don't draw male characters like they draw female characters. <laughs> that is for sure. <laughs> well, that, that's because we look different, Danae. <laughs> Not I while mean, I'm drinking, it, Captain. I Not mean, while Danae, I'm drinking. If, if, you drew, if you drew me like in the shape of Danae, I would look like Danae. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. I, 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 I am Captain. I am not going to sleep tonight after that image. Thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. No, I, no problem. I was looking for a reason to stay up. You guys are going to uh, be looking for a different geek next time. You're going to be like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed watching League of Legends, and I would highly recommend it to play or to watch. Um, I don't necessarily have the time to get into developing the skills to play the game, but I absolutely loved it as a spectator sport. So something to, to you know to maybe keep on your mind. Uh, what, do you, what about you, Cap? Uh, well, what are we talking about right now? Video games or other whatever things, you want or? to. Just pick something from another category. I think we're we're kind of going to be Comic. for our last few. All right. TV. Well, let me go to TV for a second. So we had a mega mondo crazy year for uh, superhero comic book TV uh, to the point where it changed the entire way I do things on my channel uh, because we were doing uh, Arrow discussions and Arrow was, you know, the only thing of that ilk besides, you know, kind of Walking Dead, but that's the that's one of these that we don't follow. And we are, uh, and then Agents of Shield happened, and so we started doing a show on that. And then this last year, we got three more. 
and then Star Wars, and we were doing that as well. So we had six discussion shows running at the same time, and it was taking up my entire week, and it was impossible to do anything else. So now what we've had to do is start a, a live show to, uh, to to handle all of it. We do like 20 minutes a piece for every show on Sunday nights for a live show. I guess quick plug for that. But I'm mentioning that because... Um, Suddenly, I'm watching crazy amounts of TV, and prior to a couple years ago, I wasn't really watching much of anything on TV. Like, I, I've come back to a thing after it ended and kind of binge-watched seasons of things and stuff. Um, I got into Bates Motel last year, which I think is just fantastic, and uh, House of Cards and stuff like that. Uh, and House of Cards is on my list of, of uh, really cool TV from this last year because season two was phenomenal. And then for, you know, things that I'm looking forward to, season three is going to be amazing because not to give away the end of that season, but, well, you know, once, once you see what happens, it's like, oh, oh, God, I can't wait. Okay, and, so here's uh, that's next month. So that's really exciting. With, with yeah. the House of Cards talk, okay? Yeah, because here's the thing: uh, yeah. season one and season two are almost different shows, in my opinion. I, Wait, okay. which show are we talking about? I'm confused. House of Cards. House of Cards. House of Cards. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, go ahead, Aaron. Um, I had to switch the way my brain watched the show between the two seasons because the first season felt like a more legitimate political drama. And then towards the end of season one, it went crazy. Yeah. And then season two was just crazy. And so I had to switch over into like watching it as, okay, this is this is almost a satire at this point. You know, it's like it's it's not something I can watch and take seriously much anymore. And so I have to kind of watch it with different eyes to be able to kind of see the quality in the way that you're seeing season two. I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm with you that that it is it is satirical to a degree. I still think that within that world, I can take it seriously. I think it's, I think it's heightened, and I think that and I, and I think what prepared me for it is that I've seen I've seen all of 24. Yeah, <laughs> fair comparison. And that and and uh, so the crazy politics and the notion of you know things like. Really, we're supposed to we're supposed to uh, believe that you could actually convince a vice president to right. go back to his hometown right. and uh, run for governor again. Um, yeah, I I think I kind of enjoyed some of that crazy stuff with it, Aaron. I think I think that if it was trying to be too realistic, it would be sort of boring. And uh, I think that it, one of the things I the thing I love the most about it is that it's a massive manipulation plot that I actually buy. And I see so many, especially with superhero stuff, so many massive manipulation plots where all these things happen, and then retroactively, I'm supposed to believe that it was that guy's plan all along, and it's kind of a cheat. I don't feel like that with Frank Underwood. This is a guy who makes mistakes and is really good at improvisation and um, having alternative plans and being able to adjust and stuff. And it's really sophisticated on, on that level. I'm with you that I did not like season two as well as season one. I thought that season one was a lot more character driven and a lot more, um, I, I was more, more emotionally invested in it. And I thought that yeah. season two was, was too much of the chess match and not enough of that stuff. I also think that they had to do that to get us to where we are now. If season three is excellent, then season two will have been worth it, worth it, but I still enjoyed it. See, and, and for me, it's... Kevin Spacey deserves every award he wins for that role. I think he's phenomenal in it. I think he's genius in it. And for me, that's what it comes down to. As long as he's looking at the camera and delivering lines, like some of the lines he's delivered these first two seasons, 
that stuff is the dialogue makes it for me. Like I just I I'm a Sorkinite in that way too. I love the way he writes things that are a little you know that nobody would ever be witty enough to say. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, it's fun to live in a world where people are witty enough to say those kind of things. <laughs> That's so, a great point. Well, and, and also you got to give that show huge props for direction, right? Like you know we bring we we bring in uh, guys like Schumacher and stuff, and it's really cool. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Cap. I'm afraid we've we've bored Danae to the point of tears. So, uh, oh you know, no, I'm just. So speaking of Kevin Spacey, she's just looking at her face. He is one of the um, he's one of the main characters. Game. I don't know if you guys knew that. What? Like he's he's sorry. In what? Call of Duty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So he's like this animated version of himself. It's pretty fantastic, actually. No, I'm I'm trying to look up more on um. Is that the chick from Princess Bride? It Sweet. sure is. It sure she's is. so cute. I just love her, you know? She's just so so cute. I love her. <laughs> I, it, uh, it's funny that you bring up Call of Duty because I think uh, that's where the whole uh, kind of personality quirk of he plays video games to relax oh, interesting. comes in. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, just for 2014 conversation as far as video games are concerned, yeah. that is a fantastic fantastic game. No, I don't play FPSs. I so. am terrible at it, but it's fun. That's why I don't. You know, I used to be a really big fan of Hitman and because, you know, simulated murder, who doesn't enjoy that? And <laughs> uh, my but I, I can't I can't play it. I'm terrible at it. I, I have no good I have no sense of it's direction. Rough, I mean I can only play Hitman with my wife. She has to help me look at the map and tell me where to go, but In she can't like press all the buttons, so I do that part. In the new Call of Duty, you have an ability to take your weapon, and then you can go into like a like a little tester phase where you can test the gun and see if you like the recoil and how often it has to be, you know. Um, anyway, blah 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 blah. I like that part. I do really well at aiming at dummies. <laughs> but whenever and I like playing against the computer because I'm pretty good against the computer and I'm gaining skill. Anyway, I digress. Back I... to movies. I like Gotham. Sorry, Aaron. What you saying? What? You mean no, TV? We yeah. can talk Gotham. I would love to talk Gotham. Go sure. ahead. Tell us, tell us so, is that Gotham. one of the ones you talk about, Captain? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes, indeed. So, uh, we have a love hate. We have a huge love hate relationship with that show. Okay. So me too. I do too. And I think part of it, like, I did not expect to enjoy it. I feel like, um, I think because I loved Batman so much, animated series growing up when I was a kid. Yeah. I sort of just don't want anybody to mess it up, and then all of a sudden, there's parts of it that I'm really enjoying, and I'm, I think I was trying not to enjoy it. Um, I'm hearing a lot but, of that. But yeah. I don't, I just don't know, I don't know that it's gonna get better. I feel like it's just it had a good kind of first, like, you know, you're introducing these characters and you're introducing these plot lines, but I'm kind of wondering if it has anywhere to go after this. I, and so, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I I don't want to spend too much time on on TV, but I I have been watching Gotham. I have enjoyed Gotham uh, much more than I enjoyed the pilot. I think the pilot had some real pilot issues. It tried to squeeze a lot into there, and I get that. I understand. But I've enjoyed it more now that it's kind of living in its space. Having said that, I still think it's overpopulated. I oh, yeah. still I still think there are too many characters already. We could have waited for some of these people. I think. Um, tell me, Catwoman's real name is. Uh, uh, Kyle, Selena, Selena? yeah, right. Selena? I think yep. that character could have waited. 
I, I just I oh I, ooh, I'm not gonna agree with that I'm not gonna agree with that uh, that's not one of the ones that I that I was only because now you could have waited to start doing a lot with her but the whole she actually sees the Wayne murder thing is so interesting uh, yeah that, that was I don't know. I mean, that whole plot line they, they I mean, that whole plot line I just I don't know why we had to I guess you have to start I mean there no I think you're gonna pull a character that yet though we're not, I mean, I mean gonna, we're not far enough in that yeah, you're, you're gonna, gonna pull a character if you're gonna pull a character this early I would pull Enigma. I think he could have been replaced. Here's the thing with with who they set up in the in the first episode. I mean, like you know, you you got these people. You're kind of you're kind of stuck with them. Um, I I I wouldn't have brought Ivy back mostly because I think that actress is kind of terrible. Uh, <laughs> but but like but like but, and I mean, you know, China. I hate to say that about a kid, but she's not working for me. Um, yeah. but like but like I don't know, Aaron. I, I'm more irritated about characters that they've like added subsequently. Um, the biggest insult was Harvey Dent. That was way too early. It didn't yes! work. Uh, yeah, he's, he's the best example. You're absolutely right. Yeah, so, that's a good anyway, example. Um, here, real fast, here's my two cents on that show. Um, I think that like a lot of things I'm watching right now, it's just stretched too thin. Uh, it's meandering, and they're trying to play it like really, really sophisticated crime drama, and I don't think it is nearly as smart as it thinks it is. And they had me in the first few episodes, and then uh, they started getting really, I think, inconsistent with Carmine Falcone's character, and he seemed like he really, uh, like, like, like he was playing things up. As if he was was kind of um, like uh, like like finished and uh, like just kind of waiting around to die now, but he had something up up his sleeve. And now, especially after the, after last week's episode, um, I, I I guess he was kind of a lame duck. And I, I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's working. He seemed way more calculating than that. Um, yeah, no, that we, totally threw me too. I was like, work. wait a second, he really was gonna give things like I, that blew my mind. I was like, that's not the character I thought I was reading at all. Nope. And I and, and honestly, uh, they made me think really early on that he totally. Uh, had the whole Liza thing figured out, and then yeah. it turns out that he didn't. And I just feel like there was a lot of there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of like kind of kind of a episode to episode plotting. I feel it's like they don't have nearly enough of a sense of where they're going with stuff right now. I feel like at this point, I'm I'm way more into fish, so I was sort of upset that Falcone is like reinventing himself. You know, like um, I really like her character. And so, anyway, I don't know where it's going to go. I'll watch it maybe for a little bit of next season, but as most TV shows go, I have no problem letting them go if they start to fade out for me. I just... That's my my, um, audio. That that's what I probably would be considering doing if it weren't for the fact that I you know review all this stuff. But (laughs) Uh, okay, so we we've talked a little bit of TV. I'll throw out one of my favorite TV from 2014. Um, Doctor Who. Uh, I love Peter Capaldi as the new Doctor. Um, I wasn't sure that was going to be the case. I think he's better than Matt Smith. No one's as good as David Tennant. But I have really enjoyed these episodes with Peter Capaldi, and uh, I think it's really kind of uh, finding its groove, you know, with you know going into kind of a new plot line. I think Stephen Moffat, surprisingly enough, still has some really cool new ideas, which I wondered if he had kind of tapped the well dry with his, you know, crazy as he's been with some of the intricate plot turnings. But it really felt like a complete and cohesive season, and so I, I really enjoyed that. I'm three. I'm three years behind on that show. Yeah. I've never even watched it. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, I'm there for all the Hoovians. <laughs> well then, sir. My kids are into my kids are into uh, My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, which I guess is a big thing now. You know, guys are allowed to watch that now. 
Yeah. Um, and and so it's it's interesting because I guess there's a character on there called Doctor Hooves, and so they all love Doctor Who, and now they love you know the My Little Pony thing, and so that's like their fa- favorite character because it combines both worlds. Good to know. Moving on. <laughs> um, so, um, I wanted to mention a comic that I've been reading. Is that okay? Or are we moving on to yeah, no? Please do. Okay, so one of my favorites. Um, I'm an online comic person. I don't go out and physically purchase the the copy, but um, my favorite online comic for today, I will, I follow about ten online comics, but I think in the lead is Gunner Craig Court. And I'm just amazed that these people have the ability to continue to really create an environment and a plotline that keeps you interested. Um, depending on which comic you're reading, some will go like Monday through Friday updates, some will be once a week, some will be like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Gunnar Craig is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I love the art. I love how his, um, his art can fill a whole panel and tell a story. He doesn't have to have a lot of dialogue to really keep the story moving. And then eat, the characters are kind of growing up as you're reading, which is fun to watch too because, you know, uh, starting off really early adolescent, and at this point they're probably, I don't know, like 13 maybe, maybe a little bit younger, a little older, but they're, anyways, they're in their tweens. And so they're dealing with regular life stuff while also dealing with their environment. And Gunnar Craig is sort of a really interesting environment where you have nature versus um, science kind of stuff. So, uh, anyways, it's very beautifully, very oh, beautifully drawn. Danae, give me the website address. I'm going to try to throw that in this showcase app, and I don't know mm-hmm. how that's going to work with people who are, are watching. Yeah. We have new apps to play with in 2019. Right, so, so give me the website address, and if I if it doesn't show up or whatever, at least you've given it and people can go to it if they want to see it. What is the, the web address? The URL, let me just make sure I give you the right one. Okay, it's gunnercraig.com, so it's G-U-N-N-E-R-K-R-I-G-G.com. The comic is called Gunner Craig Court, and it's Tom, I think it's Seidel or maybe Sidel. Who draws it? Okay, I have it added, and I clicked show items. So if you're watching the show, I don't know if what you know how that looks for you, um, but it is. I highly recommend it. It's a really great read. Um, I would say it's G-rated, so you know it's not going to be dealing with a lot of. Um, there's no, no no gore. I I mean I read different kinds of comics. This one I would put. In, in the G category, no language, um, you know, no intense violence, no sex, stuff like that. So it's a basic story, but again, I just really have enjoyed that one. So I just wanted to mention that for 2014. Like I said, I've got quite a few I really love. Um, that one is over Feywind by just a, just a little bit, but mostly yeah, for... Do you, have, do you have any comics you wanted to mention? Um, last year was a decent year. I don't think it was quite as good as the year before uh, for for mainstream stuff. Uh, it, it really, really great year for um, for independent stuff and creator own things uh, with Image. Uh, Image really tearing it up uh, with things like Black Science, which I highly, highly recommend to uh, folks that that are really, really like character driven science fiction. Um, my favorite things uh, tend to still be uh, my favorite things for the last couple of years. Uh, Ninja Turtles is still outstanding, um, continuing to uh, give these characters a lot of uh, character depth and 
uh, making them a lot more than just uh, saying cowabunga every other word, and uh, bringing in uh, all of that really fun iconography from the cartoon show, but actually doing stuff with it. Uh, we have we have finally uh, gotten the building of the Technodrome, really big freaking deal for this book. It's super exciting. Uh, Krang is trying to terraform the entire Earth with the Technodrome so that uh, he can bring over his species and kill everyone, and it's uh, like Man of Steel, only better. And then... Um, I'm also uh, still really liking uh, Mark Wade's Daredevil. That's still been brilliant. Uh, there's uh, IDW's been doing a lot of really neat crossovers lately uh, with a lot of the licensed properties that they've got. Right now, uh, we are in the middle of uh, Star Trek Planet of the Apes, which I have not started yet, but I, am, I finally got my hands on and really am, am excited about that. Um, but yeah, I, a, couple of, um, a couple of decent uh, crossover events last year. Uh, we, had, um, we had Original Sin with Marvel, uh, which did, was, was this really interesting character study uh, of, 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 all, of all people, The Watcher and uh, Nick Fury. And uh, those, those two characters that it never occurred to me were as similar as they actually kind of are. And um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a fascinating character study and then uh, a really kind of terrifying conclusion. Uh, a lot of really interesting things going on with both DC and Marvel uh, moving forward. Um, it looks like both may have some sort of reboot again here pretty soon. And it's really, uh, we're, we're all kind of waiting with bated breath to find out what in the world they're at, they're, I, both of those companies are doing. But I think in the summer, we're going to see a very big change in landscape over there. Well, that's a, that is a as solid a transition into looking forward as I could think of talking about uh, waiting with bated breath. So, you like how I did that? You like that how was that beautiful, was nice. That was absolutely beautiful, and Bro. we won't take as we won't take as long as with this, just because I know there's you know well first of all we've been going you know close to an hour now, but also because um, you never know the future, you know, and yeah. it's, so it's just kind of looking forward to a couple things. Again, feel free to put in the Q and A anything you want to ask us about maybe that's coming out in 2015. Um, but we just want to mention a few of our things that we are excited about and anticipating. And I'm going to start this with television because, Cap, your shirt is the thing I wanted to talk about. Well, uh, we don't know if that's going to happen this year, though. I, I, know. I don't know what that is. What, I, can, for those of us okay, who are... So, so, is that an okay, People ask me about this shirt all the time, and uh, it's kind of an optical illusion, so, so you have to look at it. It's, it's an X... It's two people. Oh, it's Mulder and Scully. Look at it. Yes, yes, indeed. Isn't that cool? That's a fun shirt. Yeah, that is an awesome shirt. Um, I am an X-Files nut. It is probably the very first piece of pop culture that I gave myself to in a geeky way. Uh, When I first got married, we had an entire X-Files-themed room with an X-Files bed sheet and everything. Really? Wow. I what? Wait a on. second. Hold I, on a second. Hold, hold on. on. You hold on. You hold on. <laughs> so I video recorded every single episode on VHS and then went back and edited out the commercials so I have a complete VHS library of every single episode of the <laughs> What? So what? go ahead, Danae. What were you going to say? I just... I just... I, there's still so much I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I just gotta ask you this question: uh, did, did you did you have did you have a smoking man living in another room who paid rent? That, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, so, and here's the thing about the X Files: is I think it's still ripe to be a great TV show. It was a shame. It was pitiful the way they handled that show towards the end. It should have been oh, yeah. five seasons and done. 
the way that they tried to hold on and make money from that show killed it. It killed the movie opportunities. And if they had been five uh, seasons and done and kept that momentum going, I still believe there'd be X-Files movies coming out you know, every other year or so, and it could be a good franchise. Having said that, I think it probably lives best on television with David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. And if they're both in, believe me, I am in, and I am excited to see what they do. Okay, well, importantly, I'm sorry. No, well, I'm trying to think of the show name, so go ahead. I'll try to think of the show that recently came out. It was like a father-son duo, and the dad was like a scientist, and he didn't like his dad. There was like this... Okay, well, we're going to keep talking God about X-Files. Filled with water. I kind of want to see the internet show that is Danae trying to remember things. <laughs> <laughs> talking into a mic about things ah, that kind of vaguely well, it reminded me. It reminded Frank, me of X-Files. And it, Aaron, could you, could, it, wasn't fri- it wasn't Fringe, was it? It was Fringe. Okay, all right. God, yeah, I love you. <laughs> um... I, by the way, I'm getting some more echo. I don't know who that is, but it's not me because I've got I've got headphones. That's right, you do. Uh, but bring <laughs> my mic. Anyway, so uh, X X Files. Um, David Coveney just did an interview a couple days ago, uh, saying that if it happens, Aaron, it's only going to be a mini series because they are quote old and they can't do a whole season. <laughs> well, I'll take, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it too. Uh, I think. And, and I don't like that I'm saying this. I think if you were going to come back and do X-Files in, in, as a legitimate series and, and, and go on with it, and that's not what they're, what they're doing, so doing a revival, like a short revival thing, that's cool. If they were going to do it ongoing, I think you have to reboot it. I think you have to start over. I, it, it's so It got so convoluted toward the end. I I mean, IDW is doing a season 10 comic right now, and you should read it, Aaron, because I think you'd really appreciate it. Uh, it's really good, but... It's just the whole thing is so convoluted now. You, you got like like it kind of caved in on itself at some point. And oh, oh I know. You, I I had the uh, the X Files collectible card game and actually played it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's uh, right. But but I don't know. I, I think you could also potentially. I mean, I guess you would still have that you know overly elaborate mythology. But like, I think you could also do maybe a passing of the torch thing and and, and have and have some you know uh, younger agents. I guess. Like, I guess you could. Have, I'm just saying. I don't think that's a universe that like necessarily lives and dies with those characters. But on the other hand, when we tried to replace them, we it didn't work. So you know. Yeah. You know. Yep, so that well, that was on my list, and yes, I know, we don't know when it's coming or even if it's coming or what it will look like, but it, it, it um, peaked my radar so big I had to mention it as something that I'm really, really excited about. What about you guys? Danae, what are you looking forward to next year? You can go to any category you want. I am looking forward to there being no more Hobbits in <laughs> 2015. We're done. We made it. And that's coming from somebody who loved the Lord of the Rings movies, right? I Love the Lord of the Rings movies. There was a couple of things I had to get over. It took me some time. You know, Saruman being thrown off of the tower was yes, a clear yeah. indication that we weren't going to be returning to the Shire, as is in the books. That was frustrating for me. But um, it was interesting because The Hobbit broke me in a really hard and difficult way as far as... Sometimes people just take things away that you just can't make them stop. You can't stop there being a love interest between a dwarf and elf because <laughs> he didn't call me. He didn't call me and say, does this mean something to you personally, Danae? And I, I didn't have that conversation. I couldn't talk to him. I couldn't say no. 
So that was a really hard lesson, but I don't have to learn it anymore. It's done. It's over. So that's I what would I'm agree. looking I, forward to. I found The Hobbit movie severely disappointing. If you'd have told me before they started with The Hobbit that the final chapter in The Hobbit would barely make my top 41 movies of the year, like it came in number 41, uh, I, I, it would have blown my mind. I can't believe uh, how much goodwill they, they sucked out of me dragging oh. these movies out for three years. There's a lot of things to look forward to in 2015 because it's a brand new year and it's a blank, blank palette. But I think what I'm looking forward to as far as films are concerned is that that's not something we're going to be revisiting because I'm so over that. I'm also going to try to actually read a physical book in 2015 because I didn't do that at all last year and I'm really bummed at myself for not even picking one up. So. Yep. What about you, Cap? What are you looking forward to? Uh, this is going to be another uh, big year for, uh, for for superhero stuff, although not nearly as big as last year, and would have been much bigger had they not put back Batman versus Superman, uh, because that was that was originally supposed to be the summer, and they and they and they got kicked it back. Um, I'm glad that rumor about them splitting it into two movies was total bug, because that would have been insane. But uh, anyway, so um, Age of Ultron, obviously, uh, I, I I'm and I'm looking less forward to that than I wish I was, because I know too much about what they're doing after it, but. You know, it's still going to be, you know, fun to see them play that out. And then, um, obviously, uh, Star Wars and uh, Terminator Genesis and Jurassic World. There's a lot of great, you know, geeky throwback stuff going on this year. Um, a, lot of, a lot of stuff that I'm really excited about. Uh, Terminator Genesis looks super goofy and like a movie that uh, we don't need at all. And just going right back to Terminator 2 again with a much older Terminator. But uh, that's fine. I'll enjoy it. I'm sure of, the ones, of the ones you mentioned, obviously we can talk about Star Wars here. Let's, let's hold that just for a second. But um, of the ones you mentioned, I wanted to, to bring up uh, Jurassic World. I am surprisingly yeah. excited for this movie. So am I. Like, I, I. The original Jurassic Park, again, one of those movies that I think because of the sequels lost a little bit of you know your memory of it. If you revisit Jurassic Park, it's still incredible. Like the visuals are yeah. still amazing in that movie. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see if they can kind of recapture what made the original so good. Well, I'm stoked about it for two reasons. First of all, it's with some, some wish fulfillment because you're finally going to get to see a working park with people actually going to it. And inevitably, it's going to turn into uh, uh, animals chasing people horror film because it, it has to be that. That's the formula. But uh, the second thing, but I mean, it's just, you know, the designs of what we've seen of it so far are really exciting. And, um, when, you know, when you're a kid, that's the big fun thing about Jurassic Park, right? They're like, like, the, like the idea that there might be a theme park where you can go see dinosaurs, but it's just like a lawyer and some, and some other random people that, like, go there for a couple minutes and then decide, yeah, we can't have that. Um, so, uh, so it's going to be fun to actually see people go there. Uh, the, the other thing is... Chris Pratt doesn't seem to pick bad projects. Uh, I I kind of I kind of feel like, and I I, I don't want to say oh it's gonna be great just because Chris Pratt Chris Pratt's in it, but it's hard for me not to have more faith in it because he seems to pick good projects. Yeah, I mean he was in you know what Lego Movie and Guardians this last year, and we certainly both you know thought those were the best movies of the year. So you know I I, I love Pratt. I loved him on Parks and Rec. I'm glad he's getting work. I think he's a funny dude, and uh, and I can't wait to see the movie. Um, before again, before we hit kind of Star Wars, I want to mention mine that I'm most looking yeah. forward to is Inside Out, Pixar's uh, you know first brand new IP in a while, and it just looks like it is going to hit all those buttons that like Up did and Wally. So and is Inside Out the one where it's like a preview where there's 
like emotion. It's about emotions yes. inside the yep. mind of a child or something. Yeah, it's a mind of a pre, like a pre-teenage girl, like an eleven-year-old girl, and kind that's of. That's a really with, crazy mind. Take it from I the know, girl. Well, that's the point, you know. Take it from the girl. <laughs> yeah, that was so, a really uh, strange time. <laughs> I think it's uh, Pete Doctor is directing that one, and he's you know he's been one of my favorite Pixar guys. He he did up. And you know, it, one thing I love about him is is the way he uses um, visuals to communicate story even more than oftentimes dialogue. Like I think of the you know this first ten minutes of Up, which is you know one of the classic emotional animated scenes of all time. I'm just really excited about what he's going to do with this, and I think it it may be it may put Pixar back in that place where I think many people think they've kind of fallen from. So well, I'm, I'm really excited about it. It would help if they quit doing so many sequels. I don't... Uh, yeah. They're doing some... I mean, the Toy Story sequels have been good. They have. Cars, for me, I get why they keep doing the Cars stuff, because it is a huge merchandiser for them, and kids love money, money, it. Money, money, money! But um, money! I think it's been their weakest stuff. Uh, the Monsters University was great. So no, they it was. Won. But they the point sequels. Yeah, but the point I'm making is I think that they that uh, they've had a difficult time keeping that reputation because they're not fresh every year. Even if they put out a really really fantastic sequel, they they still feel more commercial than they did when they started. And it that's maybe impo- it's maybe impossible to get out of that. And it's hard to have your cake and eat it too because do I want to live in a world without Monsters University? No, absolutely not. But at the same time, um we, when, when they started, you know, their first like seven films I, or something thing. Um, we're like, you know, you know, a brand new thing you've never heard of every year. It, it felt like we were going back to before there were so many, um, you know, popular movies that we thought we had to remake them in order to make money off of, um, uh, you know, recognizable titles. Yeah, I think, uh, I think their new, their new idea is to do an original movie and a sequel every year. So they'll have yeah. one sequel every year and one original movie every year. And I think that could work as long as they can that'll, keep that pace and still tell if they're good. Yep, if they're good. Um, but anyway, so that's the one I'm looking forward to. So do we want to hit anything else before we hit Star Wars? I've been kind of holding it here just because it uh, uh, it's just so exciting to me. Cap, are you as excited for Star Wars as everybody else seems to be? Yeah, I, I, you know, to a degree. But before we go there, because we should just keep putting it off ad nauseum because it's absurd and hilarious. <laughs> the running gag. Uh, and I'm surprised you haven't brought this up yet. We should probably at least put a pin in Better Call Saul, yeah? Yes, uh, I'm I am worried about Better Call Saul. Oh, I'm I, not. I'm stoked. I think it looks wait, amazing. Wait, wait, what? Uh, Breaking Bad, Breaking, the Breaking Bad prequel. I never saw that show. Oh, so you're worried? It's okay today. You can take a nap. It's cool. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll be back later. <laughs> but Aaron, what are you worried about with it, man? Tone. I, I'm worried about tone. I think the reason Breaking Bad worked so well is it was able to be this very dramatic, serious, crazy show, and at the same time have that sense of humor. And I'm worried with what I've seen that, and I haven't seen a lot. I should admit because I try to stay away from as much as possible. I think I've mentioned that before. I don't like uh, previews and seeing things before I go into them. But the little bit I've seen feels like that humor tone's going to take forward, and I, I think it has to when you're dealing with Saul. Um, I just there there is there have been many bad examples of when comic relief tries to become front and center, and I That's think true. that that is that is ripe for um, a little bit of tone confusion. 
and so I'm concerned about that. Can they nail it? Sure, of course they can nail it. I'm just a little bit concerned about tone. Uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. I had the same thing uh, as you do until I saw the longer trailer. Uh, I, I I don't know, man. I think he is going to nail it, and uh, I think he's. I think that 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 the humorous component to it is going to be unnerving and unsettling most of the time. Uh, I, I I think I think I think he's going to use that kind of humor to try to diffuse tense situations, and uh, I think it's. I, I think that more often than not, it's going to be more awkward uh, and messed up like Breaking Bad was because of those kinds of moments. I think it's also important to remember that Breaking Bad was really funny. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. But it was funny as a way to underpin the dramatic tension. Uh, and, um, I think I the know. dramatic tension will still be there, and I think that it will be Saul, um, you know, cracking the jokes because that's So you think the tension is going to stay the same then? I think the tension is going to come is going to come primarily from the comedy. Okay. Like, I, like, I think they're going to marry those two things. I don't think, I don't think it's slapstick, you know what I mean? Like... Okay, that's what I'm worried about. I'm yeah, I'm just I'm worried that it's going to become more broad, and uh, you know, be more of the slapstick kind of thing. We'll we'll see. I kind of I don't know. My instincts tell me that you're going to be pleasantly surprised by it. And I wasn't saying that two months ago. I like like I I've changed my tune on this. I I I think I'm hoping. I mean, there's no way to know, but it sure looks like he's got a really good chance. I'm I'm I, I, I'm talking about Vince Gilligan of uh, of showing us once again how to make prequels work. Which, by the way, Vince Gilligan got his start on anybody. I know X Files, and X-Files. I've been saying, and I've been saying that I wish Better Call Saul wasn't happening so that he could show run that. But oh, that'd be amazing. But you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm two steps ahead of you on that, man. Wow. Yeah. Boy, you just kind of blew my mind there. That would be incredible. <laughs> um, okay. Let's let's talk about it then. Uh, are we looking forward to Star Wars? Are we worried? I know Cap, you're a huge tr- uh, Star Trek fan. And have mixed feelings, if not negative feelings, about kind of what Abrams has done to, at least with the original uh, reboot, Star Trek. Do you carry those concerns over into Star Wars? Um, I I don't, and I I mean, like, I I think he could... We could see some of the same sorts of problems, but if he's smart, he's making the movie that he wished he was making in the first place, because there's so much Star Wars homage all over, especially his first Star Trek movie, that you can tell that's what he would rather be doing, that's where his sensibilities are, that's what that, that's, that's his wheelhouse, he gets that stuff better. It's also important to, to remember that um, movies do not always live and die by a director. Uh, it's, it's, it's about the storytelling. Uh, Abrams doesn't write these things. Uh, his name is not on either of those scripts. His name is not on the Star Wars script. Uh, I blame um, Orsi and Kurtzman a lot more for the Star Trek stuff than I do him, and I think that, uh, if, that, that you know some of, those, some of the problems I have with those movies are his fault, but I think that um, it would be just as bad or worse if anybody else was, was making them, and uh, I think that uh, we've got the right people writing that film. Uh, so yeah, I mean, am I am I super stoked because of what we've seen so far with like the random quick images in the in, in the prequel? Tra- I mean, I'm sorry, in the in the uh, in the teaser? No, not really. Uh, but um, I I think it has a shot at being really really great. Uh, the the thing I'm most excited about is that they uh, built sets. Yeah. They, yeah. they actually yeah. freaking built things, and there's going to be actors actually working with physical objects, and they don't have to use their imaginations as much in a scene. So yeah, you know, I think. I think that's, we forget, filmmakers have started to forget that just because you can do something beautifully and well done with computer graphics doesn't mean you're going to get the same performance 
You know, like, the, yep. we are human beings locked into a physical world, and for an actor, I'm sure it's much easier to act in a physical environment and to take that on you than it is to act with your when you're just in a, you know, a green cube, you know? Yep. So I, I totally agree. I think that's that's going to be a huge part. Danae, what's your experience with Star Wars, and are you excited to, you know, to kind of see the new one? Uh, my, ex my experience so far is what I'm reading on the trivia of IMDb right now. Um, and also... Uh, what was on Imager after the trailer release that had um, was it the Sith Lord that had the lightsaber that had the two like things coming out of the side? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Imager really took to that and began creating new ones, which was hilarious. So the, even the original trilogy, like you don't remember, like when you were a kid, like watching Star Wars, that kind of stuff. Is that just a guy thing? I don't know that I would generalize it that far. <laughs> it's not. It's not just a guy thing. I know it's lots not of, just lots a guy thing. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's like your just personality. Yeah. You know, like when I was growing up, it's just not was what was really put in front of me as something really epic. We did watch it, but and I remember being really excited about it. Um, specifically the fuzzy Ewoks. Those were amazing. Um, I'm really stuck on this fact, though. It says that it's rumored that um, Irish WWE wrestling superstar Sheamus might portray Darth Vader. It's just strange to me. <laughs> I can't get over that right now. Oh, oh, and also Princess Leia will become an official Disney princess after the release of the movie. That's right. Her the oldest princess. Well, right that's... now, the oldest princess is is Elsa, which was. Just that added. is uh, kind of the funniest thing I've ever heard, and right? I I kind of I kind of love that. And right? Yeah, sure, of course, yeah. Uh, that's really funny. No, I think I'm excited about it. I think I'm excited. I like J.J. Abrams a lot. I like what he's done, um, especially with Star Wars. So I'm kind of excited to see it, and I think I'll enjoy it no matter no matter what happens. There's an element there's an element of the films that not the original three, but these most recent that. Um, I kind of just rolled my eyes at. I think most people probably did kind of roll their eyes at, uh, but I think for some reason I have a lot of faith in JJ. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely excited about it. Uh, I'm I think more excited than both of you. I have less reservations. Um, I it just JJ's never let me down. I've loved everything he's done, uh, and I just I think we have a lot of the same sensibility for what we want to see on screen and how stories are told. And so I'm I'm really excited to see what he does with this property. And it was such a it seemed like such a pipe dream that he would direct it because he was doing Star Trek that yeah. when they made that announcement it blew my mind. I couldn't yeah, I mean, believe he, was, he that, was definitely my first choice. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and so I was I was really excited about that. I yeah, called him and I was like JJ, if they offer this to you, you should take it. He was like, thank you, JJ. I appreciate you having that conversation with him. That's what I'm here for, guys. That's why I'm. That's why I'm the girl, right? That's right. That is right. why. Well, yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Actually, I think biology plays into that some, Thank somehow. You. I was. Yeah. I was. Yes, I, was I was hoping that maybe there was more because of who I know. Oh, something oh. chromosomal. I think. I really don't know, JJ. The, the I tweeted him once. The implication Does that count? That. <laughs> uh, not not unless he responded, and then he doesn't know you. He just you know had nothing better to do. He did not respond. <laughs> oh. Well, guys, uh, I appreciate the conversation. It's been absolutely awesome catching up. You, let me click on a couple questions here before we go. Mm -hmm. um, I'll click on this one real close, uh, real quick, because I wanted you guys to see it. Uh, it's from Avengers, again, says, Glad the show is back, exclamation points. We are, too. We are absolutely thrilled to be doing it. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to do this every couple weeks. 
Um, then there was this one. We talked a little bit. Uh, where was that? I lost it. Uh, it asked about where. Oh, there it is. Steve uh, asked about worst movies. Hi, Steve. Uh, so Steve said, speaking of Maleficent, what were the worst films of last year, in your opinions? For him, it was God's Not Dead, uh, which is the most insulting film he's ever seen. Uh, did you guys have one you wanted to throw out there? Are you just going to stick with Maleficent, Cap, or you got another one? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was that was rough. Uh, Transcendence was, was rough. Uh, wow, that movie. Uh, and Lucy was pretty bad. I was disappointed with Lucy. I think I'll go with that one. There's a couple of them that I didn't enjoy um, that other people really liked. I'm going to avoid that for right now. Um, oh, also, Divergent is two and a half hours I'll never get back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see Divergent on purpose. Yeah, well, that's good. You should diverge away from Divergent. <laughs> I avoided that one. Um, yeah, as yeah, as the guy that. who sees every single movie yeah. that comes out, uh, the, uh, it, it's silly for me to do worst because they're just everybody knows they're they're awful. Um, probably at the, I mean, I could look at my my ratings and, and tell you. I think actually at the bottom of the list last year was Haunted House Two, um, <laughs> which it's not a surprise, right? Like you know, like for me to say worst movies, it's just like of course that's awful, you know. So um, well, okay, what's one that surprised you that it was bad? That's a great question. I'd need more time to look through okay, my list okay. and, and like, figure that's what, it out. That's what you should do, though, right? Like, we yeah, expect yeah. that answer. Like, what's one that you were like... Because, again, for me, and I, mean, I know you guys don't agree with this, but for me it was Maleficent. I was excited about that movie, and I hated it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, and I've already talked about how disappointing the Hobbit movies have been, and the third one yeah. was probably the most yeah, disappointing. So. I, would, I would go with The Hobbit, and again, the one that I... Oh, this is going to just blow up in my face if I say it. Go ahead. Do it. Interstellar. Well, I, I didn't love it either. Um, you didn't? Okay. I, no, no, no. I, 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 don't, I don't hate uh, Sappy is All Get Out. It was yeah, difficult. I, I really wanted to like it, and I found myself going, like, like the whole entire about time. it. I don't think the third act works. Yeah, I mean, I it was difficult. That's okay, for me. Well, you just hit the nail on the head for me, Cap, the third act. I, I think the third act is where it falls apart for me. Uh, I actually bought into the sap quite a bit. I liked the father-daughter stuff. I thought that was, you know, kind of pinning the story to those emotions worked for me. But once it starts to get into the, you know, trying to make the metaphysics work in that third act, it just loses itself so big. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, so that's a good choice. Interstellar is a fine choice, although I liked it more than you guys did. And... Uh, you know, for me, Hobbit. Yeah, I wouldn't call it the. I would certainly never call the Hobbit the worst movie of the year. It was awful. It's it's a spectacularly made film. It was There's terrible. Lot, you know, but again, that's because I come, <laughs> I come from you know seeing you know movies that actually are really the worst. Really, really bad. Year. Yeah. Um, okay, that's that's what we'll hit for this time. Thank you for participating. Thank you for watching. We appreciate it. Um, again, we're going to try to do this every other Saturday, right around 3 p.m. Central. So, as Danae mentioned, that's 4 p.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Pacific, because um, you add when you go to the east, because that's the sun right. comes up there first. That's right. That's so right. earlier there. That's right. Um, so uh, we're going to do this every other week. Next one, uh, February 7th. And, at 3 o'clock um, Central. At 3 p.m. Central. So What are we going to talk about? Do we know yet? Uh, you know, I'm not sure. I'd like to at least every other one or so kind of review a movie together, you know, oh, yeah. kind of you've seen together. Um, I think every few episodes maybe we'll we'll hop over to Cap's channel and you know do a comic focus something like that where Cap can give us a comic to read because I loved when we did that. Oh, that was um, so much fun. Yeah, that was a blast. Uh, so I think there's a lot of cool stuff in store, and we'll also I don't want to you know one of the things I love doing with you guys is getting 
you know, talking a little bit topical, too, you know, about stuff that happens in pop culture. It's like, hey, is this a trend now? Like, what do you guys think of this? You know, that kind of stuff. So we'll probably hit some of those things as well. And, of course, catch up with each other, see how each other's lives are going and all that kind of stuff. So uh, from the geek, Captain Logan. From the girl, Danae Hughes. Uh, you can check them out. Uh, Cap, your YouTube channel is Geekvolution. So make Geekvolution. Sure Cap out there. Danae, you can check out at DanaeHughes.com, correct? That's correct. And you can check out my stuff at YourMovieFriend.com. All my reviews and stuff are there, are there. And I am technically, I guess, the critic. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for participating. Bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.